Well, I said we'd get going. And and just, I knew I knew the sound would take a little while to kick in because it's one of those sort of, uh, can you imagine how many technical problems we've had today sort of days? Well, thank Cronky it's Thursday. And thank, thank me that it's not, thank Cronky it's not Wednesday because that was going to be the other alternative title of this show, beset with technical issues. But here we are. We've been given massive awards. And we deserve it, Alex. So I'll say hello to Alex while we've we've had two awards, two awards. And um, well, I'm guessing the ceremony went on without us, but one of one of the awards was we have now we have now been on the air for 10 hours, not with this particular show, although it probably feels like it to many of you. It's not this particular show, but 10 hours, 10 hours worth of live doing what we do, which um, it's debatable, isn't it? What what do we do? And then the other thing, the other thing, what 20,000 downloads. I'm not going into the details of that, but I have the badge. So, you know, if I were a Boy Scout, I'd be very, very proud right now. But um, how do you feel? Do you feel proud of Arsenal? Is it good old Arsenal? We're proud to say that name or how, how are you feeling missing out uh, on Europe? I'm more proud of the podcast than I am of Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, like last week, we had lots of technical issues. So who knows what got mentioned? Yes. We are in danger of repeating us. Yes, uh, we may do that. But last week, I know I mentioned about uh, the the table. If you look at the, te- the, the, the league table since Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and how well we have done since Christmas, then I do believe there is some reason to, to look forward to next year. That being said, I think next year, if we don't win top four, I think it will be Arteta's last. I think but so. I think he's got, you know, uh, I think, you know, he's bought himself a stay of execution until, uh, until until at least Christmas. Until at least Christmas. I think the, the transfer window, you know, they need to be clever in the transfer window. But certainly, yeah, the second half of the season, we're only second behind City. Wow. Uh in terms of points, you know, yeah. in terms of yeah, in terms of points, we've got like the second, third or second best defense in the league overall. Uh, you know, obviously our problems have been attacking, so you know, but in terms of defend, defensively, we are one of the best teams in the league. So you know, there are things to be pleased about. I think what Arteta is he's trying to do, he doesn't have the players to do it. Really, I think he's been uh, limited by that he has and so that's why this transfer window is so important because he's got an idea of what sort of player he wants uh you know you know defenders to play out from the back all that sort of thing you know handle the press very well all these sorts of things and you know unlike pep who i think arteta is modeling himself on quite a lot unlike pep he doesn't have lots of money to spend i think the Cronkies will if they've got any sense about them will give us money but you know, arguably they gave us a fair bit of money last Christmas, uh, last summer as well. You know, we signed Arte, we signed Gabriel, we signed Abamio, we signed, we signed to a new contract, sorry, uh, and we signed William you know, on a massive bumper deal as well. So, uh, yeah, this this summer is very important. But yeah, it's, it, it did end with a bit of a squib. Uh, the Villarreal loss, and then obviously seeing them last night, you have to think we would have done better. But you never know, of course, do you? But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's. I'm holding out for next season. Let's just say that. And how how excited or unexcited were you when when you may have discovered not long before the end of that game 
the Brighton game, Arsenal could have possibly qualified for the uh, what they call it European Conference. Was it yeah, was it a blow? I actually, I actually, no, actually quite the opposite. I didn't want us to be in that league. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, it's a fucking joke of a league. Yeah. And I actually wanted us to not make it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get above Spurs. I was kind of. Yeah. It's it quite a, a balance now. I wanted us to get above Spurs, but I wanted Everton to win as well. And so they take the seventh place in the conference league. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, so we could celebrate some doctrine. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. Yeah, it's been a while. I didn't realise how long it's been. Yeah. It's been a very long while. Is it five years? Is it six yeah. now? Yeah, five years. Yeah, like four or five years, I think. I never, uh, never thought so, I'd live to see the no, I think, I think it could be good for us. I think Arteta, he's got no excuses, really, hmm. uh, because now he's got a week between each game. He can coach his players into how he wants them to play. Uh, and I think, you know, if you look at, say, something like West Ham uh, or Leicester, you know, I know Esther I did have European football in the store. Uh, you know, European football this year, I think they did, didn't they? But not for long. Uh, mm, they got knocked so, out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so I think it'd be good for Arsenal to have, uh, good for Arteta especially. And he's got nowhere to hide now. Because he'll have a week to sort of work on his ideas. You know, don't get me wrong, we're not going to win the league next mm. year. But uh, I think, you know, he's got more times, yeah, you know, he's got a, he can trim the squad a little bit. Uh, yeah, the rumours that Williams leaving, obviously Luis is leaving. He's still got a few people to get rid of, I think. I think obviously lot of exits uh, this this summer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I think this is this is gonna be his make or break summer. I think really he has nowhere to hide after. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, think so. Uh, so I think it's a good thing. I. I you know, the money doesn't really count for much. I think no fan uh, is that bothered about going into the European Conference League. You know, it's Thursday night again. I'm looking forward to Arsenal playing games on a Saturday. Yeah, that's that's very true. It's, it's, where we are, that's one of the... Where we are, it's, it's quite late on a Sunday night. Mm. You know, I don't always get to watch it on a Saturday. I'm more likely to stay up and watch it. So... You know, there's that bonus. Uh, and yeah, we'll be playing absolute fucking pub teams, won't we? And unless Arteta was like, right, I'm just going to put kids out every game, like, I don't care. Uh, and obviously, there's levels of professionalism. I, you know, I, I, I think it's a good first thing. Yeah, I was, I was in two minds, you know, as you said. To finish below Spurs yet again was quite galling, given, given that there was that chance. And at one point, on the last day of the season, Arsenal were for quite much, quite a lot of that game. As soon as Arsenal took the lead against Brighton, they were ahead of Spurs, weren't they, in the league? And it was it was a good yeah, feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, as you said, I mean, Arteta could have used the European Conference as a place to blunt youngsters and get a few more of them playing regular football. Um, well, I just, I wasn't sure. I, yeah, I know what you mean. The, the thing that puts me off the European Conference is, the prize, because if you win it, you get in the Europa League. What kind of prize is that? If it was a Champions League place, I would yeah. I would have been gutted not for Arsenal not to make it. Yeah. But as it wasn't, um, I thought, well, no, exactly. we should be aiming for a place in the Europa League anyway. 
Well, should we aim for a place in the Champions League? For sure. So it actually doesn't help us being in this competition. Like, uh, not, I'd rather we, we're not in it, yeah. play less games, and we aim for something higher, which is the, a place in the Champions League. And Chelsea, yeah, didn't four. Chelsea win the league after they had that one year after uh, outside of Europe? Yeah, yeah. They won the league the following yeah, year. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think you're suggesting, obviously. <laughs> not this current team, no. No, I'm no, not I suggesting think, anything uh, of the sort. I mean, you know, it depends who Arsenal bring in, but it's, it's unlikely, given that, that that's the irony of it all. It's unlikely you can bring in the top players if you're not playing in, in the top competitions, which are the Champions League, Europa League, not so much. I don't think that makes a difference, but financially it makes a difference. I don't think Not a massive difference, but financially um, some difference. So um, this this was one of the bits that got cut off. So, uh, you know, last time when we were talking and we talked for an hour and we only had a 20-minute show, which is one of the wonders of technology, how that happened. But we were talking about the Cronkies and Daniel Eck. So what's, what's your view on that possible takeover that seems like it's going to be long long-lived and drunk, uh, dragged out all through through the summer, no doubt. What, what do you think? Well, do- yeah, I think, you know, I, I can understand the sort of the, the popular opinion, which is, yeah, Gronky out. And you know, I have to admit, he hasn't done massive wonders for our club, has he? Uh, I think, you know, he was, he kept Wenger in, like he's, he's very mm. pragmatic as a businessman, as a businessman mm. but I don't want a pragmatic. I, if you're going to take over my club, I want a rich sugar daddy sort of uh, owner. Clearly, financial fair play, you know, w- was just uh, lip service. Yeah, like, you know, nice. City, yeah. uh, PSG completely flouted it uh, and got away with it. So all those years where we were saving pennies and we were being responsible, counted for nothing. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a, a sort of a bitter pill to swallow. But then with the whole Super League thing. You know, the, the owners basically went, you know, after COVID, we're not making money. And they felt that with the Super League, they were guaranteed certain amounts of money. Now, from a financial standpoint, I can see the sense in it. Uh, yeah, they would play in the Super League every Wednesday night or whatever it was, and they'd still be in the league. And I I can see, I can see why Arsenal jumped at the chance of it, because aside from Spurs, we would probably be the worst club in that Super League. And that leads me to my second point, which is like, I was against it for a number of reasons. One, the whole, you know, you can't get relegated thing. I think that's kind of takes away the, the fun of football, the competitive element of football. But also as well, I wouldn't really want to spend every Wednesday night watching my team get beaten by one by the Bayern Munich, oh yeah, the Inter Milan or the Barcelonas or whoever we're playing. Mm. Uh, so I was... I was against it for that reason as well. Uh, with regards to Eck, my problem with Eck is that, you know, he says he's an Arsenal fan, and maybe he is. Uh, I'm a little bit sceptical over that because, you know, if you look at his Twitter account, he hasn't followed anything to do with Arsenal <laughs> until the last month or so. Oh, so, uh, you know, so you can, you can kind of think, well, he's not that much of an Arsenal fan. But maybe he is, maybe he is. But the, my big problem with it is he's not exactly. I think don't think he's he's actually worse off. He's still a billion a billionaire. Mm. But in terms of actual billions, he's only got like four billion and a, a fortune. Now the Cronkies have more. They just choose not to fucking spend it. Mm. But what is 
what financial muscle is he going to, is he really going to invest half his fortune? Because it's going to cost him, let's say, for argument's sake, it's going to cost him a billion to buy Arsenal. I think it'd be more. I think it'd be around 1.5 billion. So that's, yeah, it's 35%, give or take, of his overall fortune gone. And now we're expecting him to invest, what, another half a million? So over half of his personal fortune gone. Uh, for Arsenal, I just, I just don't see it happening. Uh, and so if he does buy us, I just don't know how financially it's going to benefit us any different to if the Cronkies were in charge. So, yes, you've got a European in charge, and you would argue, obviously, Europeans, yeah, they all, we all understand football much, much more than the fucking Americans do, don't we? Uh, yes, but... Yeah, the, Amer- the Americans don't mm. sleep. Uh, you know, like yes, they call it the wrong name. They call it soccer, uh, and they just don't get football. Like, they just don't understand it, no matter. And the only ones that do, and I've met a few. The only ones that do are ones that are exposed to Brits or Europeans for long periods of time. They certainly don't understand it living in America. Mm. They do get the culture, but they have to be surrounded by you know Europeans, Brits, South Americans, whoever in their country for them to understand that they don't have that culture in America. Uh, and so it's completely alien to them. Like, so that, that would be the only real advantage I could think of it. Uh, like, it's just, I, I just don't, I'm not a, not a huge fan. And I know it's backed by the players and you've got like people like Vieira and Bergkamp and whoever. Mm. And, you know, absolute club legends, don't get me wrong. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know what they're, They'll have an idea of how to run the football club. Yeah, I wonder how he got them. How did he get them to back him? How did Eck get them to? No idea. Yeah. But yeah, as club legends as they are, Bergkamp's a coach in Ajax. I think he's doing quite well in Ajax. Vieira is, you know, managing a mid-table French team, and Henri had that stint in New York. Was it New York? Oh yeah, no, I think it was New York actually. And so none of them are exactly managerial fucking, mm. what's the word, heavyweights. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see what their plan is. And I think they'll, they'll get a lot of sympathy because they're legends and their heart's in the right place. But, you know, pragmatically speaking, what would they bring to the table? So that, that would be interesting. So, yeah, like, it's not very Arsenal, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think it will be anything better than what we currently have. Maybe, maybe know, if I'm wrong, I'm happy to be proven wrong, uh, but I'm not overexcited about it. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm I'm in agreement. I don't like to keep agreeing with you. But the thing is, it's all well and good changing owners, but these owners, from my perspective, and I don't know them, I have no vested interest in saying good things about them, but I don't see them as that awful. I really can't understand... You know, what's wrong with being an American owner? Liverpool, haven't they got American owners? Didn't they win the league? Manchester United, American yeah, owners. He has, he has got loads of money for it. And I, and I know he has. Mm. I know Cronk has. I think, obviously, they signed, you know, Arsenal have gone downhill since, you know, arguably when they took over in, what, 2011? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, since then. You know, the club hasn't gone back to... The glory days, but I don't put it down to the owners. I mean, I blame, trust me, I'm always ready to blame owners, 
It's just these particular owners, I think, get a rough press, if if truth be told. That's how I feel about it. Because I think they hung on to Wenger too long. They were just trying to be loyal. They were trying to honour... Obviously, the European Super League did, would, didn't go down very well with the fans, and that set, set the fans off against the Cronkies again. And uh, there was always this fear that they wouldn't invest enough money. But then when you think of some of the players that they've spent out on, um, Alba costs oh, yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Lanka as well. I think they bought him as well. And it's, so it's quite a long yeah. list. Pepe, of course, costs a fortune. They, we buy we buy yeah. a player, send him back to France. Turns out he's no good. But then, you know, is that a management thing? Probably. I'm not blaming Arteta, but somebody in the background brought uh, Saliba yeah. in. Well, well, ultimately, the buck stops with them, doesn't it? Like, mm. you know, all the people that we've had in... The buck does do they, they take it wrong. They, they got in that uh, that friend uh, who they fired quickly after. They got in that Raul Geezer. Yes. Uh, who's like the <laughs> uh, allegedly, allegedly. 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 Yeah. I've got my lawyer's hat on. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, you better stick uh, the lawyer's hat on. <laughs> Be like a so, writ in the post. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I I don't I don't subscribe to that opinion, I must say. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, keep going. So yeah, I think ultimately the buck stops there. I, I could I understood with Wenger, I think, but they kind of they seem to be a bit reactive, not proactive. Mm. Uh, so certainly with Wenger, it was it took them too long to get rid of him. That man was in that job for two years longer than he should have been. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if you get you bring in somebody who's a bit trigger happy, like Abramovich, obviously it works sometimes. But then, you know, Abramovich. The great thing about Abramovich is he's he's got such deep pockets. But you know, I'd hate Arsenal to have somebody like Daniel Levy running the show. Even though Daniel Levy's done okay, I guess at Spurs. But I just think yeah, I, I would hate that. Sorry, what, 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 I know he's, he's, he's took them a lot, but what yeah. nothing, nothing. Yeah. I mean, they always get near. Uh, They're bridesmaids. They're forever bridesmaids. I mean, I feel like buying them a veil or something, you know, and a little dress, but. They're forever bridesmaids, but so far, you know, Arsenal can't really look and laugh at them at the moment because obviously St. Totteringham's St. Totteringham's Day is something I can no longer pronounce because it doesn't happen anymore. So that's the only... I saw something. Yeah. I saw a couple of interesting statistics. There was uh, a couple of teams who we got zero points against. Uh, And normally we would get, get, at least we would win our home game. Uh, I think uh, Wolves oh. was one of them. Uh, we got zero points again. Uh, there's, there's a few. There's, I can't remember the exact, like, uh, obviously Burnley. Yeah, that's got, shocking. We lost at home. You know, and we had a few games where we were just absolute free fall. If you think about logically next season, even if we win those home games, we're six points better off or nine points better off. Uh so, you know, I think, yeah, and, and the other thing as well, you have to remember, this was our worst season on record for 30, 40 years, wasn't it? Yeah. If I'm yeah. thinking back, harking the early 80s, yeah, before I was born, uh, how bad this season was, right? That's how bad it was. And we are only still six, nine points off third. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's nine, what Arteta said. Yeah. He said in a normal uh, season... That points tally could have been, didn't he say it could have been top four, that points tally? 
I was a little shocked to read that because I thought there were a lot of defeats. There were a lot of wins as well, actually. So because of that, I just felt a bit embarrassed about the number of defeats because obviously we're not used well, to losing that many games. Yeah, it was during that part of the season, wasn't it? That, uh, October, November, after we beat Man United, we absolutely uh, fell out of the sky, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. I mean, OK, there were a number of injuries, but we can't just put it down to that, then, if if that's the case. I mean, there was... Uh, I think... It was having these players... Think... When you look back, you know, like uh, the squad, how, you know, looking, looking back... Uh, uh, you know, before before January, when Ozil, I don't want to just keep going on about him again, but I'm not talking about Ozil as a player. I'm just talking about Ozil as a squad member. He wasn't even registered. And he wasn't the only one. Yeah. Uh, Socrates wasn't registered, if I remember right. So yeah. there were players that were just eating up cash, not literally, but you know what I mean. And and they weren't even, we weren't, you know, Arsenal couldn't suddenly play them because they just hadn't managed the squad situation properly. So I just there's been a lot of mismanagement behind the scenes, and, and as as I said, I'm not personally ready to blame the Cronkies for that, because they came in, they bought the club, they own it, they can do what they like. But I think you know Josh Cronky to me, he's trying to build a bridge with the fans. As I said, I've got no vested interest in this. I'm not trying to say, oh yeah, oh Josh, reach out to us on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that at all. But I'm just saying. Not, not everybody. I mean, I don't know. Most people that I read think, you know, the worst thing about the Cronk is me personally. I'm undecided, really. I, I think I don't think they're that bad. That's all. I don't think they're as bad as the press they get. From from the little I know, you know. But they've been they've been at Arsenal quite a while now. And apart, I mean, what have they done wrong? Okay, there was Gunnosaurus, and I was shocked <laughs> to, to the core. By them daring to get rid of Gunnosaurus, but well, I actually do like met Gunnosaurus, and and you know that that was a shocking decision. And I mean, it was a funny shocking decision, but but in the end, it was extremely shocking, and it and it ended up with a sort of PR own goal because Ozil decided he's going to pay his wages yeah. and so on, and so they've done things like that. And then the European uh, Super League, I mean, my views a little bit controversial on that because. I just think I can understand why they went into it because if all the other teams, if all the other big teams are going in except Arsenal, would that be the right decision to not to not get involved? I mean, how would you feel if if you own Arsenal and uh, you found out Spurs are going in? Not that they're a big club, but Man City, Man U, Chelsea, who else? And then I not Ajax. What am I talking about? Milan's are the two Milan's, Juventus. Barcelona, Real Madrid, they're all they're all going to form this league, and you're either in it or you're not. Yeah, you... I would be in it personally. I don't, you know, the fans can shout and scream at me, attack me if they like. I don't care, but that's that's my view. I would, I'd I'd say, listen, I'd rather be in it than not. It's not that I agree with it. It's not that I think it yeah, would produce I mean, exciting football. Yeah, possibly. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> a lot of that's going on as well. I'm not saying it isn't. It could could be that, and that's that's what's up the fans. But I mean, I, I can't remember who it was I was speaking to, but I said to somebody that, yeah, you know, because somebody said to me, not an Arsenal fan, no, yeah, the Cronkies have have paid for 
decent players. It's just Arsenal can't get them to play. And I said, well, yeah, but then they also took took out fees when they first joined. Now, I don't know how much they're taking out of the out of the club now, but there was some pretty hefty fees going out in consultancy, you know, for for their consultant consultancy services or something along those lines. And I said, they're pretty hefty fees, and I don't think that went down well. I mean, I haven't heard much about it since. So whether they've they've thought again. Maybe that's not such a good idea. I I've no, I don't know. I don't know what they're up to. But as I said, looking superficially, I think Arsenal could be in a lot worse hands. When you think about how clubs have gone down the drain, bringing in these owners that got these big ideas, I, I don't know if it was something like that that affected Leeds. You remember when Leeds were at the top? Yeah, well, they overspent. Didn't yeah. They? over themselves and they were waiting on uh, you know money to come through and it never did really but I, yeah, they, I remember they, they bought Ferdinand for 30 million and they sold him for 20 the year after yeah, yeah and like then, that sort of thing doesn't, <laughs> you know, doesn't fly in the market does it I know it was I never again it's not something I expected to happen and I mean then again you've had the millionaires in the past the guy at Blackburn forgot his name now and he came in and he managed yeah, to make it happen was it walker or somebody what was his name yeah it was yeah, yeah. Jack, walker. jack walker yeah so there there is there is something to be said i'm not against i'm not against arsenal bringing in um a sugar daddy there was a nigerian sugar daddy mentioned about a year yeah, ago i mean he would uh, actually have more financial clout than Eck, i think but i'm not yeah, really sure as well. Yeah, so I'm not against that. I wasn't even against Usmanov. I'm not. I don't care as long as somebody comes in. And, you know, the thing is, we're before Usmanov. You know what the fans were saying about Usmanov? Oh, he's got a terrible human rights record. But it didn't stop him going to Everton, did it? Yeah, and, well, that's not really fun. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, so I don't normally get into those debates whether human rights. Although, um, but yeah, so. Um, I wouldn't have thought so anyway. <laughs> I better stop my sentence there. But um, I don't know, of course. We don't know. We're just speculating. So we put our legal hats back on or wigs, is it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so looking ahead to next season then, um, you think it's going to be busy, busy close season ahead of it? You know, in terms of well, in, so. ins and outs? Well, I hope so. It needs to be, doesn't it? It needs to be. We need to, like, we need, in my opinion, we need another centre half. Uh, I don't think. I think Saliba should come back definitely. Mm. Well, I don't think he's. You know, I think Gabriel uh, and another centre half. And I, I saw a comment on uh, in that uh, yesterday. I think it was actually, mm. and it was uh, someone made the point of if you look at Gabriel holding uh, Saliba and. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, Chambers. Who's the other centre half we got? Gabriel um, Holding. Gabriel Murray. Holding. Oh, uh, yeah. Pablo Murray. Yeah. Um, uh, and Saliba. They haven't got one international tag between them. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I think we do need a centre half. To Chambers. Chambers has got a cap, I think. Well, Chambers is a right back, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what Chambers is really. 
Well, yeah. I, I, for me, Chambers isn't the answer. What, yeah. If Chambers is the answer, what the fuck is the question? So, <laughs> yeah. I think we do need a right back. Uh, sorry, I need a centre half. I think we need a new right back. Uh, and as well, hmm. uh, like, proper, you know, a left back cover for Tierney. And, and I think as well, like, he needs to work out, you know, and obviously this isn't necessarily transfers, but hmm. if you look at our, our forward, like, we're good. Maybe a 10. I think he needs another 10. What and about Udegaard? Udegaard had a decent game again against uh, Brighton. I remember seeing that much. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think he's got the potential to be very good. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting if we could get him from Real Madrid. That'd be fantastic. Uh, obviously, their manager's left now. Zidane's left. Yeah, yeah, I saw so that. Whether the, I think that actually is bad for us because I think they might say, well, the new guy might want him. So mm. we we can't have him, but yeah, someone like Udegaard, young with a high ceiling. That's what we want, and I think next season should be an opportunity to like by the end of the season, blood it have blooded in your best players. So, yeah, Martinelli, Saka, Smith Rowe should be played in most games. Uh, that's got to be your sort of target because they're mm. the ones with the very high ceilings. They're the ones with the the, the great ability, the great potential, and I think. Yeah, they've rescued our season. Let's not beat around the bush. It hasn't been the elder statesmen that have helped our season. If anything, they've been detrimental to it. It's been the young players, and I think that's where we need to go. I think we need to focus on that. You know, focus on the spine. Maybe get a new goalkeeper. Uh, I think Leno looked a bit shaky recently. Yes, yes. Sure. But certainly, a, a centre half, another right, uh, a right back. Yeah. Uh, left back cover. Need someone amazing for left back cover. Uh, another centre midfield and another ten. To be honest, that would be so. Like we've got one, two, three, four, five players there. That's a lot. Yeah, you because know, at the minute, Shaka is our second best midfielder. And there's talk about him leaving. Have you seen that talk? It's not coming well, from him. Yeah, he's. No, um... Else. Jose Mourinho wants him for Roma, apparently. That's the latest news I saw. Yeah, wow. I, I don't know well, if it's, it's believable. It's I think Jose yeah, likes him, actually. Him. I think he said something good about him previously. So that's where that story's yeah. come from. Hector Bellerin off to Real uh, Betis, apparently. Daily Mirror says that. That doesn't mean a thing, does it? Uh, yeah. I think that's, he, he's done, isn't he? I think he's done. I think yeah, injuries might have played a part in it, but I think. You know, uh, so yeah, even me, and yeah, you know, you know I'm his, I'm a huge fan of Bellerin, but even me, I prefer Chambers at the moment. So, Joe's well, sorry for Bellerin, you mean? Yeah, he's not long term, though, is he? Oh, Chambers, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like you said before, he is a good squad player, and and he. Yeah, exactly. and, he, and I mean, he got an assist against Brian. I mean, he's, he puts in some decent crosses, right. but he's just not, he's not electric, is he? But I like him because I just yeah, feel like he'll never right. let the team down. So I couldn't. Yeah, right. but again, he's, yeah. He's, a, he's a squad player. We argue about this all the time. He's a squad player. Yeah. He's a squad player. Don't promote him. Mm. He's not, he's not going to get that much better, I don't think. Uh, I think, you know, he's, he's hit his ability level. Yeah. Uh, really, I don't, I don't think he's going to get that much better. Uh, whereas someone, you know, a young set right back like maybe Aaron's or yeah, Aaron's is being touted. 
yeah. someone like that, you'd go, oh, wow, okay, mm. I'm interested. Uh, you know, there's that, uh, what's his name, Basuma from Brighton, actually. He's been touted as a midfield partner mm. for Partey. I'd be interested in that. Uh, so, there's, yeah, there's options available. Uh, and we just have to be a bit savvy with it. Go for young, reasonably proven, with a high ceiling and take a risk sort of thing and hope that, you know, they they come good next year. But I think we do need a bit of a squad overall. But I think we've got the makings. You know, if we keep Leno, you've got Leno, you've got Gabriel, you've got Tierney, uh, you've got you know, Partey, you've got Smith-Rowe, Saka, Martinelli, Pepe. No, mm. for, uh, Pepe, Pepe's good this year. Uh, well, he's, he's, again, he's had an all right year. I think he's came I good think, at the end. I, I've read a couple. Yeah, I read a couple areas. Uh, a couple of people said that yeah, the Willian experiment. If we hadn't fannied around with playing Willian so much, Pepe would have hit form earlier. And that's, this is an interesting viewpoint. I'm not sure if I 100% agree with it. Mm. But it's an interesting viewpoint. And, Obviously, you know, the wages that will be losing if William goes and obviously Ozil's gone now, uh, like, you know, 600,000 a, a week, sorry, on yeah. two players. You know, we can get some good young players. You know, Gre- Grealish, I think my only problem with Grealish is like, where would he play? Because we've got enough. I don't think we need many more attacking midfielders. No. I think, you know, we're already playing 38 games next year. We don't need another attacking midfield. Well we maybe need a ten. So maybe he can be our ten. Uh you know, re- rotating with Smith Rowe. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I wouldn't bring Grealish in. I'm not I'm not entirely happy with even though I've seen it I actually finally saw him play well because I, I don't obviously avidly watch Villa games and I basically only watch watch Arsenal pretty much, I have to admit that lately. But when I've seen when I've seen him against Arsenal, he's normally pretty putrid. He had the odd good game. I think he played quite well this season, but previous seasons been. But then you know yeah, people say he was so young at the time, you know. And that cup final, I remember he was there was so much hype about him. Do you remember the Villa Arsenal cup final? There was so much hype oh, about yeah, Grealish. Yeah. He was very young, but he didn't show up. You know, he was where's this Grealish guy? You know, and I, and I just think, and also I don't know about his. You know, I'm. I'm not trying to judge anybody, but I just with Arteta in his his um, level of discipline that he expects, you know, he expects all but not to be late, and all but has always yeah, been late all his life. Yeah, I think he has grown up. Like he had, uh, he, he took basically on his own, took Villa back up to the fucking uh, yeah. Premiership, didn't he? You know, he? He stayed with him. Yeah, he was a bit of a naughty boy. Or, yeah, yeah, he, he gets he gets caught in these off. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about those sort of things. Although I know I have in the past, not about Grealish, but about other players a little bit, you know, because I'm, me personally, I'm, you know, as long as they perform on the pitch, I don't really care what they do off it. But, and yes, he has performed well on the pitch by all accounts and even my, by mine when I've recently seen him. But still, I just think the last thing Arsenal need right now is a player that has a bit of off the field stuff going on that's going to hit the papers. And he's always tweeting and, Yo, bruv, and he's always, you know, not nothing bad, but he's always like geeing up Saka and, and yeah, maybe they're mates, and that's well, a good thing. Yeah. yeah, I think that you know, in a yeah, sense, maybe he would fit in. Well. Maybe he would, but maybe he would fit into the wrong kind of culture that Arteta's trying to change. Is what I'm trying to say. Is because do you remember that? 
and I'll mention it in a previous podcast when they had that pre-season big party that got all the wrong publicity before Arteta arrived oh. Emery was in charge and Genduzi was there Lacquer was there you know I think I think Orba was there I can't remember and Mustafi was there most of the players nearly all of them have gone that were at that that party where they were partaking of various things no I'm not saying all of them did but there were I think Ozil was there if I'm not mistaken yeah yeah it was just silly stuff it was silly stuff and you know there's part of me that doesn't really care as long as they perform on the pitch but they weren't really gonna they they didn't perform on the pitch and uh, and then and then you start thinking about all the shenanigans going on off it and they're supposed to be pros I'm not saying they're supposed to be like uh, they're not they're not going to a nunnery are they you know being a footballer is is a long is a it's a big difference between being mother teresa and a footballer but at the same time i just feel you know they they need to keep it under wraps a little bit better or don't do it you know but certainly perform on the pitch and for one reason or another i don't know when you see emery could win win the europa league with Villarreal, and i know it's not a massive trophy but he did have to beat arsenal and manu on the way how did he do that? Is with the pros that he had at his disposal. When you look to that team, Arsenal should have just blitzed that team. Really, they're not. They're not. I'm not saying they're yeah. terrible, but they're not. They're not in the same league as Arsenal. If you took it man for man, who's a better team? I'm totally convinced Arsenal are a better team than Villarreal, man for man. But somehow or other, some it just didn't work. Didn't work. It seemed like Arsenal just they didn't have the hunger. Maybe. I, I hate to put it down to things like that, but it's on the day they didn't they didn't seem to have it. But then they then they sort of regained it. So what what's what's this all come down to, do you think? And maybe uh Emery was all G'd up. Maybe that was it, and he G'd up the players yeah, successfully. Yeah, I think he had to improve, didn't he? Mm. Uh, certainly. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, it's, it's a load of variables, isn't it, really? It's difficult to sort of judge sometimes. Uh Sometimes, you know, you look at United last night, you know, they just didn't turn up. It's like, you know, the players want to play. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't work for them, you know. Uh, yeah, and it was a dire game by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't watch it because I was afraid, I was afraid Manu would win it. Um, so I thought they're probably going to succeed where Arsenal yeah, didn't, although I'm not I sold on their, their team either. Exact same reason. Yeah. The, the form of United winning it was just too much for me to handle. Yeah, I just thought, here we go again, man, you winning stuff all over again. But although, you know, I predicted all along Solskjaer's going to win nothing. And so far, I'm still I'm still right, but only just. But I, was, I was sweating on it because I thought, yeah, even on Arsenal-Man U final, I was quite wary of it. I, I always felt Arsenal could beat Man U if they reached the final. I really felt that. Um, but... Villarreal, I honestly thought Arsenal would beat Villarreal in the second leg. I thought they'd get that 1-0 result, and I'm still still upset yeah, yeah. about that. I think that's what upset me more, how bad Arsenal were. They were terrible, weren't they? But Arsenal were just terrible, weren't they? And that's, that's what United were like, though. United were absolutely dire as well. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, it's what my dad always says. He said, son, you don't give the opposition credit for stopping the other team from playing because if they do their job defensively, they can stop, you know, not every team can, you can't stop Man City very easily, can you? Let's be honest. But 
But a team of Man U's level, obviously, you know, Emery's proved you can stop them playing. I, I just what I can't understand is why did why wasn't Emery a success at at Arsenal? Well, I think the league. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like European football, I think it's one thing. Yeah, you know, wherever they are in the league, you know, they're not doing really well, are they? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's it's a number of factors, isn't it? Yeah, now they're in the Champions League for next season. You know, it's a bitter pill to swallow, uh-huh. really bitter pill. But um, but yeah, maybe maybe um, have we got anything else to talk about? Because maybe we'll keep it a short one today. Because it's sort of um, I'm scared it's going to uh, cut off. No. We talked about where we're going to go. Yes. We'll talk about the Euro special next week, I suppose. Yeah, we will we'll, uh, bring that <laughs> to the table, and. Uh, you know, there might be lots of things happening in the transfer market. Buendia, just before I go, I think we talked about Buendia of Norwich before. Um, oh, William is definitely leaving, according yeah. to Fabrizio Romano. So, but we've said this a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, Emiliano, oh, I can't say his name. I'll try again. Emiliano Buendia, Argentinian. Obviously, he, he did score a lot of goals this season, but it was in the championship. He set up a lot of goals. Um, there's been talk that he could come in, but we had this talk last year. Do you think there's anything in it, or is it just just paper talk? I guess we'll better call it a day then in a minute because uh, basically what's happening is um, what, what's happening is I've got no music. That's what's happening. I'll try the other deck. Right. Yeah, here we go. Um, what's happening is you're cutting out a bit. It's all gone a little bit. It's all gone a little bit robotic, but you're back again now. But um, but yeah, because we did an hour and it was so upsetting when it turned into 20 minutes and then a load of empty sound and i just want to say a couple of shout outs mama v joined us Polsky joined us so we're getting loads of downloads all of a sudden don't know what it is we've got something special we got what right so yeah we got we got we got so many listeners that i can't name them all but anyway i tried all right until next time adios